0: Welcome to Life Happens, where Texans come to protect their legacy and prepare for the second half of life. Join your host, Attorney Kim Hegwood, with Hegwood Law Group and our weekly guest as we navigate the challenges that emerge as life happens. Now here's your host, Kim Hegwood.
1: Good morning and welcome to Life Happens with me, Kim Hegwood, and uh, my very special guest today is Amanda Reese with Age Bold. Good morning. Good morning, Kim. Excited we're gonna, to be here. Well, great. It's so good to have you because we're going to talk about caregiving and the science of aging well. And, um, and that seems to be mm-hmm. a passion of yours, correct? Absolutely. So you've been a caregiver and, um, and because of this journey, it's my understanding that that's what precipitated, uh, your business. So t-
0: tell us about it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so I had the somewhat unusual, but I think increasingly, uh, normal experience of being a caregiver early in my 20s. And I was living with my grandmother who was in her 80s at the time. And I would say we were living together for about four or five years before I really started to understand I was becoming and acting as her caregiver. Um, She had lived on her own for a really long time and started to have a series of health issues that required more support. So um, onset of dementia, um, loss of balance and a number of falls that resulted in some emergency visits and a follow-up and then loss of her vision um, and a cancer diagnosis. So um, it was quite a lot to, to be navigating. And there was a lot that came from that experience. But the biggest one for me was having this preview to what it would be like to age and thinking through how I would envision or how I would like to see my own aging experience and one of the things for my grandmother was the uh, the power of movement and physical activity in keeping her strong <laughs> physically and uh, emotionally as well as just maintaining her balance so that she wasn't going to continue having falls and perhaps continue getting injured from that and so I had a background in dance and fitness instruction and I ended up becoming a specialist in balance training and fall prevention training. But it was really inspired by working with her one-on-one and then starting um, sort of a a local business and now a much larger (laughs) online business around helping anyone use the power of movement to age better because I think it's pretty universal that um, anyone wants to age, you know, independently, vibrantly with as much health as They can, and so often there's some opportunities exercise and movement can have to support that. So that's really what the science of aging well is today. We're really focused on movement as medicine and how we can make those kinds of programs and experiences more available uh, to more Americans. Well, I'm glad to have
1: you on the show because I experienced that particular thing in my own family, and um, and so because you know when you have a you know in-laws that you know sit all day and watch TV. Yes. And then health declined and health declined, and health declined. And so, um, because of that, probably that one big thing, you know, not moving enough. So mm-hmm. we're very passionate about what you do. So, uh, so let's talk about the link between healthy aging and caregiving.
0: Yes. So my, my experience, I think really had this link between, I believe caregivers are often some of the most, um, excited, enthusiastic, and sort of intuitively understand, this is what I'm doing to support somebody else, particularly if someone is aging. What, how would I sort of design my own aging experience to age a little bit differently? Um, And I think there's a lot of opportunity around that, that moment or that understanding of, I, I see a pattern, I see something happening can I take an action or be proactive for myself? Because we're all aging um, and it's there's a big difference between aging with your health and independence and aging and feeling um, like those are things that you you might, might be losing. And so I think caregivers see that, live that, experience that, and then are also in the best position to say, you know, I have sort of an insight that, someone who might not have been a caregiver might not have. And I like taking that insight and then supporting our members and putting that into action. That's awesome. Because I think it's so
1: important. uh, And, you know, one of the reasons we do the podcast is to try to educate as many people as possible about all the things that they, you know, should expect or could expect, you know, so Mm
0: -hmm. really glad about that. And and, one more thing I'll just say um, about caregiving, some quite passionate about it, but there is a, 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 Unfortunate statistics around the impact caregiving has on a caregiver's health. So, by wanting to care for someone else, you sometimes, and I experienced this as well, you might compromise, oh, I, I'll put aside my workout, or I will feel guilty if I take time for that self care. And so, when we think about the investment in your own health as a caregiver, so maybe not down the road, but like in that moment, how do you stay resilient and how do you use? maybe exercise to help you, you know, stay strong and resilient as a caregiver when you're in the thick of it.
1: Yeah, that I can appreciate. We see that happen a lot um, because they, you know, they're all, people are always thinking, well, I'll do it later. You know, I, I can't do it right now because I got to do yes. this, you know, so it's hugely yes. important to take care of yourself. And we tell caregivers that all the time, you've got to take care of yourself. It's, it's, yes. to
0: do that, you know, so. Yes. It's, we found um, across our members, a lot of our members at Bold, uh, which is the, the company, the business that I run now, caregiving is actually one of the top three reasons someone says they have trouble keeping a healthy exercise habit because unexpected things come up or they, they feel the guilt. And so helping support someone and finding that link between caregiving and their own healthy aging is, is really important.
1: So I believe I heard you talk about movement as medicine, and so let's let's talk a little bit about that. What do
0: you mean? Yes. So everybody moves every day, for the most part. Um, but it's there's a different association when you say movement versus when you say physical activity versus when you say exercise. And so this idea of moving, moving is really that that inherent innate thing that all of us do but has real therapeutic power to it and there's little tips and um, you know strategies you can have to get the most out of movement and so we like to talk about movement as medicine more than because it sounds catchy but because we want we want movement uh, to feel as accessible and inclusive as possible and sometimes the word exercise or being physically active or fitness doesn't have that same sense of inclusivity and so Movement is medicine is really around linking how we move to having really good benefits. And so there's a lot of exercise science and research showing how, you know, physical activity is something that everybody can have access to the power in order to help them age better. And there's a lot of science to validate that. So without going too deep, we really started with the focus around how do you use movement and exercise to condition your balance and build strength at any age. And so the type of moves that are going to be best for somebody who maybe has been super active and super fit are going to look different than exercise and movement for someone who has knee arthritis or maybe COPD or hasn't been exercising for a while and so needs to actually build those basics and fundamentals. And at Bold, we like to think of about how we can serve and support everyone wherever they might be starting with finding ways to use the power of movement to age better.
1: Cool. So your company is focused on the the science of fall prevention and balance. Mm -hmm. Should caregivers listening know about falls and balance?
0: Yes, so falls are unfortunately very common and they're the number one uh, cause for hip fractures in the US. They're also uh, highly associated with uh, diabetes, arthritis, COPD, often because when when a person has a chronic condition that maybe seems like a limitation to exercising and they start to become more sedentary or less active, balance is one of those things that can start to decrease and decline. And rather than focus on the decline, which sometimes people think it's a one-way road, it's not. It's a two-way road. And so I want everyone listening to know you can improve your balance and strength at any age, no matter how how you might have felt it's changed or maybe you've lost some over time, you can absolutely build it back. And there's a, a, you know lots of research and science, but practicing things like weight shifting, moving side to side, moving forward and back. Some of it is working on your posture. Um, and then actually getting a little bit comfortable feeling that moment when you're off balance and learning how to recover your balance, which is a skill you can learn and you can practice. All of that can actually reduce the chance of having a fall or reduce the chance of getting injured when you do have a fall because you're a little more prepared to catch yourself when you're starting to feel off balance. So, it's a little bit about, um, we say, embracing the wiggles of, you know, you won't you won't improve your balance or strength if you aren't challenging it. And sometimes mm-hmm. when you challenge it, it feels a little uncomfortable and you feel those wiggles. And so if you can learn to say, OK, wiggles mean improvement, growth and challenge, that's where you start to see um, the, the, the benefits come.
1: That's cool. So what tips do you give caregivers to bring movement into their life and routine? What kind of things would benefit them that they can do, you know, on their own to kind of help, you know, even themselves or who they're taking care of?
0: Absolutely. So the first thing is every minute counts. Don't think that you need to set aside 25, 35 an hour in order to get a workout. You can, you can get the benefit of moving in, three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, wherever you might be able to fit that in. And so thinking about it as an investment in yourself or a tool to stay, you know, less stressed, more resilient. Um, don't you know find those little opportunities, even if it's you know five or 10 minutes. And then, you know, thinking about ways maybe you you want to be close to the person that you're caregiving for, you want to have um, the ability to be close at hand there are so many online programs that exist. So you can, um, at Bold, you can visit www.agebold.com and we have free assessments and some free classes, blogs with lots of information, but you can access it whenever you want to be moving. And so going on, finding a five or 10 minute class, you can actually do it at different levels with the person you might be caregiving for. And so sometimes we think about my time versus their time and or there's an opportunity to actually fit exercise in as something you could do together. Um, And lastly, I would say, you know, just uh, being compassionate with yourself as you're getting back into it. So it's not about having uh, the perfect workout. It's not about having, you know, always progressing and getting better and better. Sometimes it's around just showing up and moving is the win itself. So those are my, th- my three things that I learned how to practice. And I would definitely encourage others if they're looking for ways to be more um, active, find more movement while they're caregiving, you could try.
1: So let me kind of ask you something. Um, so when you're thinking about balance, um, what's, what's like one simple thing that I could do today mm-hmm. to help with balance that I could do in the office, you know, Yes. so,
0: so it helps with balance. Sure, like some some sample exercises. So mm-hmm. one thing you could do for your lower body strength are heel raises. So standing with your feet flat on the floor and then lifting both heels really strengthening your lower legs. That's one. Another one that's going to sound almost too simple, sidestepping. So there's a lot of times we are walking forwards, right? And we rarely practice moving sideways or moving backwards. But you can't expect that anytime you're off balance is only moving forward and you learn how to catch yourself. It's the, the dog or the, you know, unexpected, you know, ball rolling to you from the side we don't really move a lot side to side unless we're playing a sport or dancing or practicing it intentionally. So doing side to side steps, you can start to make that more challenging by turning your head as you're stepping, taking bigger steps. And then um, sit to stand is something that I think almost anyone has access to, which is getting from a seated position to standing without using your arms. So when you notice someone's pressing down with their arms to stand up, you're supporting yourself with your arms, and that might be necessary for safety. It's a good test to see in 30 seconds, how many times can I go from seated to standing just using the muscles in my legs? And <laughs> Bold, at BOLD, if you visit our website, we have adapted this. And this is something that um, is pretty standardly used by um, healthcare professionals and fitness professionals to measure and track changes over time so if you want to test it out we've made it really easy to test it you can even see how you compare to others in your age group if that's something you're interested in but you know can you do 10 can you do 20 maybe if you do it in another three months or so are you staying the same are you improving do you have a little setback um, that's a good sort of metric we can test and then the balance on one leg is the, the bonus one I would say is, you know, we at BOLD work with a lot of individuals who aren't able to balance on one leg for 10 seconds. Sometimes that's, you know, that can seem intimidating, but that is a really good metric for how your balance is. And so ideally, we want to support people in building that single leg balance, that single leg stance. Uh, but it's OK if you can't. And there's programs that we have to help you build up the balance to be able to do that. Awesome.
1: That's fantastic. Because my chair rolls, I'm thinking, I don't think I can do this in my chair because it
0: rolls. <laughs> oh Yes, definitely. Don't do that in a chair that rolls. We have some safety guidelines for you want a sturdy chair. Um, yeah. You can place it against a wall. And I've already figured
1: out if I'm going to fall at home, it's going to be because of the dogs. They, they follow me around, they lay down.
0: I don't expect them like,
1: <laughs> behind me, you go back up, you know, so I'm thinking well, they're my worst, they're my worst things at the moment. So. Sure.
0: Some, some of balance is just learning to navigate your environment, right? When you're in a movie theater scoot or a sports game, scooching down the the aisles and, um, you know, navigating stairs or narrow, narrow walkways. So Amanda, if
1: somebody wants to find you, let's
0: talk, tell them how they find you. Yes. You can visit uh, agebold.com and you can also, um, send us a note or reach out if you have any questions. Um, For all the caregivers out there, something else I'll share is that we do partner with health insurance organizations. So it's likely that you already have access to a BOLD membership today through your health insurance. Um, And so I encourage you, if you go to our website, you can check and see if it's included um, just by uh, learning more about who we're partnering with, so. And your email address? Uh, is amanda at agebold.com. Perfect. It's been a
1: pleasure having you on the show today. Such good information. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much for having
0: me, Kim. Thank you. Stay well. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Life Happens with Kim Hegwood. Be sure to tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. wherever you listen to your podcast as we navigate through the challenges that emerge as life happens. The content of this podcast does not establish an attorney-client relationship or constitute attorney-client privilege, legal, medical, financial, or any other professional advice.